Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 166 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies, and insights into, uh, so or so that we can have our best quality relationships in life. Um, so welcome to today's episode. Uh, today, episode 166 is entitled, Am I Bringing My Best Self Home? Um, I sort of wanted to talk a little to this idea um, because as a consultant to businesses and in particular to um, family and couple-based businesses, it's interesting to watch how often we can be thriving in our business and professional arena and bit by bit, our intimate and personal lives um, suffer as a result of this kind of process of, I bring my best, most compassionate, most open, most creative self to the workplace, and then I um, do something very different (laughs) at home, and then uh, wonder why um, one area of my life seems to be thriving or you and I, if I work with my partner, get along way better in this environment than we do in the, in the home environment. And it's, you know, we, we, we understand, I guess, um, if we look at some of the underlying assumptions around business and career is that, you know, slack off at any stage and you're going to have consequences. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm accountable. I'm accountable to the people around me um, in a professional environment. I understand that you can never quite ease off too far. You might get your systems working well enough that you, you're not having to push as hard, but you can never quite um, turn your back on things um, and, and not expect that um, there may be... Um, a decrease in productivity or profitability or something that impacts the business. We all understand that that work needs work. Um, but there sometimes is an assumption in relationships, especially in good ones, that good relationships uh, always run smoothly, um, tend to require a minimal amount of effort if they're good, and... Um, will take care of themselves, and if you love me, you'll accept me as I am, what's and all. Um, These kinds of, I guess, fantastical and unrealistic assumptions that um, pervade our kind of thinking, or eventually I'm going to find someone who loves me and takes care of me, and what that means is I don't have to do that for myself um, because you're doing that for me now, or something along those kinds of lines, um, whereas healthy relationships, even the best of them, require continued commitment, focus, and and effort. Um, You know, that there's a willingness that the us needs time, attention, and energy 
to continue to be strong and thrive, no matter how um, compatible people tend to be. And yet over time we can fall into these kinds of patterns where we take our best self to work and less and less of our best self shows up in the in the home front. And if that's the case where we've got this very polarised sense of the selves um, and what area of life gets what, then we are going to find over time that uh, the consequence of that is most likely going to be that the area that gets my best self most often and most consistently is likely to be the area of my life that's going to do best. And the area that gets the, the least or most kind of um, bare minimum, if you like, uh, then that is over time, that area of our life is going to reflect that lack of investment on our behalf. Um, you know, home is where I go to rest, rejuvenate, coast, shut down from the pressures of life. And that is true, but that is not the only thing that we do in our home environment if we think if we've made the choice to be in a relationship especially in modern relationship where people have a lot of demands and expectations either consciously or unconsciously on what a relationship what a good relationship should bring to them um then we're understanding that that there are consequences to demanding and expecting so much out of um our romantic partnerships um, and that that cannot be delivered upon um, in workable enough ways without um, without effort. Um, so that, you know, if I'm my most diplomatic and considerate in the workplace, but at home um, I don't speak with kindness or I, you know, use um, or I'm provocative um, I'm, you know, I'm disharmonious uh, at home. I'm lacking energy and enthusiasm. And of course, this is not to say that we don't all have moments where we're not going to be our best self, and that 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 shouldn't be okay. But if that becomes, you know, the fixed um, go-to within our environment, this is where things get in. This is where we really strike trouble, you know, when patterns become too rigid, too fixed, too uh, polarised to, for example, you know, um, one of us becomes the functional partner, the other becomes the dysfunctional partner, rather than, you know, we ebb and flow in those things from time to time. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got some challenge I'm working on, I look to you for support, we move through that, and then maybe, you know, um, it flips and you come across something you find challenging in your life and you look to me for support. And, uh, you know, uh, the patterns are not problematic, even the ones that are a bit more, let's say, um, intimacy avoidant, as long as they don't become too rigid and too fixed and, and, and almost like roles, where my role in the relationship is to be the one who pursues, your role is to be the one that distances, and that's how we now do our dance. We, we've got a very fixed and rigid um, uh, intimacy um, uh, dance um, or as I say you know you, you become the one who is constantly championing the relationship um, managing the home and I'm the one who does less and less on those fronts and part of this can be tricky when we're kind of navigating 
seemingly different ideas that come from the exposures of what we were raised, uh, uh, you know, raised on. Again, sometimes these very different positions um, can become quite stark when we when we get to the point of you know raising children because maybe you were raised in a very rigid structured environment and I was raised in a very um, go with the flow, uh, let's just see what happens environment. And depending on our, you know, reactions to that, whether we embraced it or had an ab reaction to it, um, how does that then shape our uh, ideas about parenting? And then how do we negotiate through those? And if I'm the kind of person that um, brings all my compassion and tolerance to my staff members and then come home and find that I'm I'm out of compassion and tolerance um, when I deal with my partner and my children, um, then that's likely to become very, very problematic. So we're careful, uh, I think, um, or we're mindful that um, I think this is, a, this is a good question to ask from time to time of the self, you know, how am I going here? Um, are my family seeing enough of the best of me? The, the way I give to am I giving of myself in my home system enough um, and by comparison let's say to my uh, broader friendships or my um, my um, my workplace environment um, and if not what might I do about that you, you know how does how does best me you know what is what specifically does that look like because that's going to be different person to person, um, or less me if, you know, these are just arbitrary categorizations, uh, you know, you can translate this into anything you kind of want, um, you know, useful me versus unuseful me, um, you know, as I say, tolerant me versus untolerant me, resourceful me versus unresourceful me, um, anything of the, that kind of nature that gives you a useful framework for self-assessment within a context um, for the purpose of improving that particular context to sort of say, okay, well, then um, what what might this area of my life need more from me? Does it need more, you know, the people that are in this area of my life, do they need more um, patience and tolerance on my behalf? Do they need more of me to be fully present in the moment if, you know, one of the issues is that um, even when I'm in my family system, there's a part of me that's still back at work. Um, how, how do I bring my fullest and most present self as much as possible to the home environment? As I say, how do I um, make sure that I'm bringing enough empathy, compassion, engagement, focus, um, investment to the, the home environment um, as consistently as I possibly can um, by comparison to uh, business. Because like I said, it's it's also the, the sense that, yes, you know, home should be a place to rest, renew and recharge and um, to drop some of the professional masks. But it's, it's, it's not a place where we just take and take um, and expect that, um, uh, you know, we can continue to withdraw from that environment um, and that at some stage that's not going to have consequences. You know, there, there has to be an ebb and a flow and an exchange 
that um, if, if we want this to be something that works as well as it possibly can. Otherwise, what, what's the likelihood if we continue to bring our worst, you know, our, our best self stop showing up? Because at the start of the relational dynamic, probably, you know, that's part of what drew our partner to us is that, you know, um, the dopamine, the excitement, the newness of, of somebody. And, and so it was almost effortless. It was a joy. You, you wanted to bring your best most engaged self to the to the dynamic, um, but there's something that sometimes happens, um, which is kind of the, the the detrimental side of stability, is that we we can end up relaxing too much because because we feel that ah okay I've got this person now or um, we're married now or we're in a relationship now and you know we've been here for a couple of years so now I can really start to relax because um, I've got a false sense of potentially how stable our dynamic is. And, and in the modern era, I think it's, it's, it's worthwhile to consider um, that statistically, um, you, you know, the odds aren't great that we're going to last. Um, so that means if I want to optimise my chance of this being successful with this person, well, um, what specifically am I going to have to do as far as you know continuing to put time energy focus and joy into the relationship continue to have conversations especially about difficult topics that might not be resolved um, completely or require a negotiation some middle ground where there's compromise on both sides but I'm not compromising for you I'm compromising for us um, that way we we both win it's not a you win or I win type scenario but we're negotiating for uh, for the us, not for me or for you, which is a, a different premise and is likely to um, end up in some sense of resentment and point scoring rather than no, um, as a result of choosing to be in a relationship, I, I am willing to compromise. I am willing to shoulder some of the responsibility um, and accountability for being part of a couple, um, you know, because it, it doesn't suit to get into a relationship and then think I can still act like an individual. Um, if you want to be an individual, no, no dramas at all, but probably um, uh, then maybe you would suggest that a, a long-term stable dynamic is not, not for you. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that in regards to that, those sorts of elements, we are looking at, um, as I say, you're looking at the assumptions that underpin what my idea of relationship, you know, what was my thinking coming into this? What were my expectations? Um, what did I see? What did I grow up with? Um, because that will give you a kind of a, an almost an unconscious baseline of expectation uh, based off what you saw. You know, how does, how does the, 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 the examples of relationship that I saw growing up, especially um, uh, the relationship that I saw my parents have, how, how did that influence me? Um, both in terms of the aspects of that I tend to gravitate towards consciously or unconsciously, and then also the aspects that I swing in the polarity to and 
if I'm swinging in the polarity, then I'm still shaped by it. And that does not necessarily mean that I've made an adult-informed collaborative choice with a partner. And this is where, again, we, you know, I, I think there's merit in talking about what we saw, what we saw in our childhoods, um, so that this brings a deeper and richer understanding to both ourselves and our partner as to why we have certain positions. At a deeper level, what do those positions mean? Um, because that lets us get under the surface level of arguments and get to probably where the real real kind of substance is. Um, but, of course, as I say, we need to be willing to commit. We need to be willing to bring to confrontation in the relationship the same kind of openness and sense of discovery that we would bring to challenging conversations in the workplace um, and that there's a degree of respect and avoiding escalation and all the things that we would look to be very mindful of as far as relationship preservation in the workplace, um, that we're doing some of the same things in our personal dynamics. So that, you know, we might, we avoid being right in the moment and point scoring in the moment, but our relationship took a, uh, a big hit. And, and, you know, over time, um, that really can add up and really put us onto fragile ground or it makes for a breeding ground of resentment in the relationship uh, and then that is a passion killer. So there's a lot here um, and I guess um, I've probably jumped around a lot. Um, so if I, which of course I have a tendency to do if you listen enough to some of my uh, uh, kind of uh, my thought processes on some of the things that I talk about. But if I put it back now to the original kind of uh, place of where we, where we were is, is again, if we're, if we're using this as an inventory from time to time to go, is enough of me? You know, because I, I think the, the person we've chosen to spend our life with, our children, you know, the, these people, it's not that they deserve the best of us, but isn't that what we want to give? You know, these are the most important people in our lives. Um, these are the, the people that see probably the least personified, you know, they see behind the public mask. Um, I, I would think we could say, well, don't they deserve or aren't they entitled to the best of us? That that might be a way. But I would also say, well, wouldn't I want that? Wouldn't, wouldn't that? Why would I bring my worst self to the people I care most about? How does that make any sense? Um, surely that can't be something that people feel that good about. Um, so that's not necessarily a, a moment for kind of beating self up, but it, but it is a moment for pragmatic recognition and going, okay, well, what would that? How would that translate? How would that look different? How would that look, you know, different in my beingness in the in the home? How would that translate into behaviours in the home? And then what kind of reactions? am I getting from the family? Smiles, um, you know, people seeking me out to want to spend time together. And it's not easy. Of course it's not easy. But again, if we're choosing to be in relationship, then we're understanding the reality of that is, as as we stated earlier, that um, good relationships still require work, um, especially good long-term ones. Um, and good long-term relationships um, consist of phases of disharmony, consist of fa uh, phases of staleness, consist of moments of breaches of trust and moments of kind of 
beauty and connection and then we go through disconnection again and then we come back into connection it you know it's a it's a dynamic ebb and a flow um and over the course of time how do we best navigate that you, you know and i think that sometimes that's not just about us making those considerations but also talking that through with our partner um or our children um you know and if we if we show up with our you know the 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 lesser for as i say lack of better words for the moment the lesser part of me or the part of me that i you know wouldn't bring out in the workplace that we own that we apologize and and then we and we acknowledge what hurt that may have caused and and then we make reparation and and well here's what i'm going to work on doing differently uh in the future uh, when that shows up um can be uh, something that's very important so yeah i think it's i think it's something really um an an important kind of area for consideration am i bringing enough of my best self home consistently enough um and if not well what am i going to do about that um so there we go um there's episode 166 um as i say if you've listened to me long enough you know i jump all over the place um but i'm certainly uh, hopeful that it's given some food for thought as to what um you may be able to i i think it like i said it's it's i i like this as a as a navigational theme to help support relationships long term um so hopefully you've uh, you'll be able to take it and use it too um but thank you um for listening to the episode um and uh, as always uh, for those who've been listening along for a long period of time thank you uh for your support um really hope that you're enjoying the series um and taking some good things away that you can use in the course of your life or at least prompting some areas that you go hey that might be an area I might want to um dabble and explore in more fully if you've just joined um the series and this is your first episode thank you welcome and uh, if you want to continue to support the program please go to iTunes download subscribe and leave a a 5 star review as it makes it easier for others to find this kind of material and we the show is also available um on Stitcher Podbean and other podcast mediums um so Thank you again for your time. Um and I wish you every success and joy in life and hopefully in some small way this episode can add to that. So until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.